I committed to myself in that moment, not just to getting better for myself, but also if I could figure it out to build a hormonal healthcare company for women to help them to have a place to go to, to really start to navigate naturally out of hormonal chaos. Welcome back to an all new season of Off the Gram, the show where we bring you straight into the trenches with us to help you live your best life, channel your inner girl boss, and navigate the ever changing landscapes of wellness and social media. Hey guys. Woohoo! All right, Heidi here. Very excited to bring on my mama friend, Alisa Viri, pioneer of female biohacking and expert in women's hormones and functional nutrition. Alisa is a two-time best-selling author, creator of the Cycle Syncing Method, the My Flow Period app, founder of flowliving.com, and builder of the world's first hormonal healthcare platform that helps women around the world address their period, fertility, and perimenopause issues naturally with effective protocols and supplements. Megan jumping in. So Elisa has been featured in the New York Times, Dr. Oz, Vogue, Forbes, and keynoted at South by Southwest, TEDx, and Summit. She was elected as Pure Wow 100 Women to Watch in 2018 and Thrive Global 12 Women Entrepreneurs Changing the World in 2019. Elisa also regularly trains women in the workplace, such as Google and MySpotHurst, on how to use her cycle syncing method for greater creativity, productivity, and well-being at work. Listen to this show if you have no idea what cycle syncing is. You want to learn about women's often ignored infradian biological clock, and you'd like to optimize sex and relationships work, motherhood, and more. Alisa, thank you so much for being with us today. I'm so thrilled to be here, Heidi. It's uh, always good to hang out with good friends. Yeah, I, I mean, I was just thinking, I'm like, when is the last time we actually saw each other in real life? Because this pandemic has been going on forever now. I think it was at a book launch party. For Donna James. I think so, yeah. Maybe? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm so happy to see your stunning, beautiful face here. Thank so you. let's, uh, you are a mama and mm -hmm. your time is very precious. So let's start with some questions. And I would love, love, love to start by going back to the beginning of this particular chapter of your life. I mean, how does one become the hormone whisperer as you were dubbed at one point? Like what led you to this vocation? Yeah. So I was always planning to become an OBGYN. I went to Johns Hopkins. I was, I was, you know, a nerd from way back and proud of it and always had a passion for women's, women's issues, women's health issues. But it wasn't until I had my own that I really changed, um, sort of, it, that really changed the trajectory of my career. So when I was a student, what I ended up ha happening with me was I sort of had this increasingly uh, sort of worsening symptom burden over a period of about seven years where I wasn't really menstruating. I was gaining tons and tons of weight and I was covered like face, chest and back in cystic acne. I was having like mental health issues with depression and anxiety and insomnia. And I would go to the doctor and the gynecologist and I would say, something is wrong. I know something is wrong. What is wrong? And I would just kind of get told that this was normal to have these sort of hormonal problems and there's nothing to be done. And if you felt like it, you could go on the pill. And I just couldn't really tolerate that being the truth because it seemed much more acute in my experience. My symptoms didn't seem 
like normal. <laughs> so what does an insomniacal, obese, acneic, amenorrheic girl do on a Saturday night at school? <laughs> well, she's in the library researching in medical journals. What could be wrong with her? And luckily, I did actually figure out in a small um, obstetrics journal, um, there was a, a little description about my condition which was originally called Stein-Leventhal disease, which is now called polycystic ovarian syndrome. And I read the description of this and it was like, check, 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 check. I had all the symptoms. Really quick, that's often abbreviated as PCOS, correct? correct. For our listeners, just yes. to simplify. Right. And so I was so excited because after seven years of being told that it was all in my head, I had something concrete. And I took that to my gynecologist the next day without an appointment, as the famous story goes. And I sort of like stalked her in the parking lot. And I was like, hey, can we do a transvaginal ultrasound? And can we do some blood work? And she's like, you're so strange, but okay, let's do it. <laughs> and so- You are an advocate for yourself. How strange. You know, right, true, exactly. total advocate for myself at such a young age too, without, you know, my mom being involved or anything. I just had of like this, like, inner chutzpah to go and sort of speak about what I thought was important, which totally had everything to do with my upbringing, mind you. So anyway, I, we had, we did the test. And then when I was able to come back and talk to her about the results, she's like, you know what? You're right. You do have this disorder. You do have PCOS. Uh, sorry, we missed it for seven years. And there's nothing that we can do for you right now. There's no cure. We can try to medicate and mitigate the symptoms, but they will get worse. You will struggle with lifelong obesity, will likely turn into you know, blood sugar issues like diabetes. This increases your risk for heart disease uh, and cancer, and it'll be very difficult for you to have children, if at all, without interventions. And you know, I'm a young woman, early 20s, and I'm thinking, you know, I just had this sort of moment very special moment with my cells, if you will. And they just said, no, that's not your future. So I opened my mouth and I said the same thing. I said, that's not my future. She said, well, what are you going to do? Because all I can do is give you the pill. And I said, I don't know what I'm going to do yet, but I'm going to take my very expensively trained mind and I'm going to go figure it out. And that began the sort of journey toward trying to understand what causes a person to have hormonal problems to this extent in the first place? And how do we dig ourselves out of that? Because in that moment of being a patient with a problem, I saw two things. One, I was one of millions of women who had untreatable hormonal problems, right? That the pill doesn't fix. And two, that conventional therapies don't really address the things that we need to deal with. So we needed to have another solution. So I committed to myself in that moment, not just to getting better for myself, but also if I could figure it out to build a hormonal healthcare company for women to help them after they go to the gynecologist and maybe get a diagnosis of one of these sort of disorders that don't, they, there isn't much help for, to have a place to go to, to really start to navigate naturally out of hormonal chaos. And that's what flowliving.com is. And we're, we're almost at our 10-year anniversary uh, this spring. So it's pretty exciting to have been helping women around the world have babies, have healthy cycles again, be pain-free, navigate perimenopause without like, you know, turning into a hot 
hot, messy puddle of sweating and, you know, steam and, you know, all those good things. Because Not have is... a giant pimple between your nose and right. your upper lip. <laughs> Damn okay, it to Megan. hell. Um, this is Megan. I'm an author as well. So I, I want to give you the chance to talk about your books. Can you tell us a little bit about each one? So I've written two books. The first book is the purple book behind me called Woman Code. And that book really outlined the protocol that I created to recalibrate my endocrine system and my client's endocrine system. So, you know, um, to really help them deal with what the root causes are when our hormones go out of balance, because it turns out it's all the same, right? So yes, we all may have a different condition. You may have perimenopausal symptoms of upper lip pimples, and someone else might have fibroids, and somebody else might be struggling with their fertility. But the reasons, and someone like me might have PCOS, but the reasons why that happens are pretty st standard across women, right? It has to do with disrupted blood sugar, because the endocrine system, the whole one of the main purposes of the endocrine system is to safeguard the transport of glucose to the brain, the heart, and the muscle tissue. If you do anything to disrupt that, then the rest of your hormonal conversation is not going to go right because it's going to be overcompensating for that blood sugar disruption. So the first step of the flow protocol in Woman Code is really looking at, for example, how to stabilize blood sugar with diet and lifestyle. Then we talk about adrenal management, cortisol management, right? Because that's the, sort of the second big piece. And then we look at estrogen metabolism, right? Because if you have these three things, blood sugar destabilization, cortisol issues, and estrogen metabolism problems, you will have a hormone imbalance, period. Pun intended, full stop, you will have one. And so the way, that's the best news I could give you because the way out is to systematically in the correct order address your blood sugar your cortisol, and your estrogen metabolism, all which are ideally optimized through, you can call it biohacking or you can call it functional medicine, but addressing those systemic functions of the body with food, supplements, and lifestyle changes. And so that protocol is deeply described in the first book, and uh, it's helped countless women. It's been a bestseller since its publication, um, you know, help them sort of navigate period issues and other hormonal issues. So that's Woman Code. Um, In the Flow is the book that just came out right before the pandemic locked us all down, actually. So the last trip I took was for the book launch in LA. Um, and this book is another special book because over the years after I wrote Woman Code, I was excited by what I was seeing out in the world. And Megan, you're an editor, so you know that there was sort of this moment where menstrual movement was happening and mainstreaming menstruation. Women were free bleeding at marathons and posting on Instagram their bloody pants. And it was like historic from a feminist point of view is sort of a, a, a moment that I was not um, missing. I was really excited and I thought, great, now we have the breaking down of these taboos in terms of social dialogue, and we have the internet to disseminate correct information. This should equal, you know, I'm nothing if not a logical person, that plus that should equal the reduction of women's hormonal issues. But as I was tracking things, that wasn't the case. We still had, you know, like 80% of women, the statistics are pretty bad, 80% of women at some point in their life will have a hormonal problem. One in 10 women have PCOS, one in eight women have fibroids, one in eight couples is infertile, one in two women will have a thyroid issue. 
And I kept looking at these statistics and then comparing them to the male cohort. And there, it's like not even in the same galaxy. So I started to ask myself important questions. Why are so many women having hormonal problems? And why are men not? What are we missing? And as I dug into the research, I uncovered something pretty um, extraordinary, and it's called the infradian rhythm. And so this second book, In the Flow, is all about what your infradian rhythm is and how you can support it, just like you support your circadian rhythm. But this very special thing, it, it, it sort of it answered the question, why? Why are we having all these issues? Because we don't know about our infradian rhythm, and we have to. So this is Jamie. So can you can we just go a little deeper into that? Because when I was looking it up, uh, admittedly, I had no idea how to even pronounce it. I had to look it up and be like, infradian. Okay. So I don't think most people know what that is. So can you tell us a little more about that? So the infradian rhythm is a one of, of several biological rhythms that you have in your body. You have circadian, and if you're female or you have female hormones, you have an infradian rhythm. We all have ultradian rhythms. We have these different biological rhythms. They, they help synchronize the activity of different organs and glands and functions of the body. So with our circadian rhythm, we know that that governs sleep and wake cycles, for example. However, that is a very simplistic understanding of what it does. Our more nuanced understanding of the circadian rhythm is that it not just governs your sleep-wake cycle, but also uh, governs the timing of when your blood pressure is highest and lowest throughout the day, when your bowels are most active or least active throughout the day, when your muscles are most resistant to damage and injury versus not throughout the day. And this is really valuable because can you imagine if you didn't have a circadian clock governing bowel movements, for example? Let's just think about that. And here you are, you're trying to have a good solid REM cycle and you have to go to the bathroom, right? You would be awoken in the middle of your sleep, sleep quality be disrupted, you'd have to go have a bowel move. There'd be, no, there'd be chaos, right? And it would not be allowing you to have optimal functioning brain restoration during your sleep would be, you know, not good. So with the fact that we have a circadian rhythm is a brilliant design of your body systems. For women, from the moment they start puberty till their last period, they have an activated second rhythm called the infradian rhythm. And yes, we experience it across our menstrual period, the monthly cycle. But just like it's too simplistic to look at the circadian rhythm as sleep-wake cycles, it's too simplistic to say, oh, it just governs when you're bleeding and when you're ovulating. Because it turns out that it governs, and this was the other big aha, not just that we have one, but that it governs six key systems of our bodies, our metabolism, our immune response system, our stress response system, our brain, our gut, and our sex fertility, you know, sex, sexual response, right? So if you're asking the question, why are women having more hormonal problems? Why are more women struggling with weight and weight management, weight loss? Why are we having skin issues? Why are we having more risk of dementia? Why are all these issues plaguing women more? Well, the answer really has to do with the degree to which we are unknowingly disrupting this infradian rhythm. Because we do know from many well-regarded studies about the circadian rhythm the degree to which you disrupt your circadian rhythm creates disease in the short term and the long term, right? Especially disease of inflammation. So we have to really take taking care of our infradian rhythm much more seriously as women. And this book, In the Flow, is the first to explain this to us. And I created a method called the cycle syncing method. 
uh, to help us support this infradian rhythm so that we don't uh, continue to disrupt it. I was sort of fascinated by by the cycle syncing method because you were talking about how the U.S. women's soccer team, they shared that they're using that method to optimize athletic performance. I mean, I've definitely been on a soccer team. We all got our periods at the same time, but we didn't try for that. <laughs> well, the idea is not to synchronize when you're bleeding. The cycle syncing method is about you synchronizing your um, diet, fitness, and let's say, time management with the four phases of your cycle so that you can optimize your infradian clock, right? So that you're not disrupting it. So for example, let's, let's look at our metabolism. Did you know that your metabolism is not static throughout the month? Did no. you know that? No. And I read it once, like in teen magazine, I feel like you could eat more when you are ovulating <laughs> or like something. I remember so, once. What's, what's interesting about this is if you think about all the diet information you ever hear, like intermittent fasting is good for everybody every day, or HIIT workouts are the gold standard, this is really um, problematic because what they're not disclosing well enough from a journalistic point of view is that the studies are being done on men primarily and postmenopausal women who do not have an active infradian clock. And so that women why in the is that? Because there's this really old, long-standing gender bias in medical fitness and nutrition research that says women are too complicated to study in their reproductive years, so therefore we're just going to assume, which is so massively unscientific and lacking in precision, but let's assume that they're just smaller versions of men who have more sluggish metabolisms. Let's just make that assumption. It's so unsafe. In fact, it's so unsafe that the National Institute of Health has put out like an all hands on deck call as of 1995 to make sure that more women are included in medical research in their reproductive years. Unfortunately, as of the past, you know, the, the latest update in 2015, progress has been slim to none. Right. Because you write about women. that, right? Like you write about how eating, working out and living in a way that doesn't work for our female biochemistry is part of this whole problem. And is that, right. does that relate back to the fact that all the studies are done on men? Yeah. And it's not just that they're done on men and there's this big assumption. It's that when they're reported on, that's not being called out. Right. So we've got to call this out. And the good news is a lot of journalists are women these days, so we can take it upon ourselves to just make sure. And I've, I've had this conversation with so many women journalists, and they're like, oh my gosh, how did I not even think of that? I said, because that's what gender bias, that's what, that's what that looks like. It looks like you don't even see it yourself, right? And so everybody's coming at this very honestly, not realizing that we should say, oh, the study was done on men and postmenopausal women. So, hey, by the way, if you're going to do intermittent fasting in your reproductive years, you should know that it has the opposite effect, for example. It does not improve your metabolism. It can damage your thyroid. It can shrink your ovaries. It can cause cognitive impairment. It can, you know, increase your weight. You should not be doing it in your reproductive Wait, years. if you're perimenopausal, is it okay? Because It depends I, on the stage. Uh, it depends on the stage. Right. So we can talk about how to navigate that. And, and that's all in the book, in the flow, when you should start okay, I, transitioning. I'm Amazoning over. that once I get off this. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I think it's important for us to recognize that the the sort of trickle-down effect of women in their reproductive years being left out of research, whether it be medical fitness or nutrition, is that we believe that we are kind of smaller versions of men that just have to work harder at 
weight loss and all of that. But here's what the reality is. I promised you to explain how your metabolism works. Let me get back to that point. So in the first half of your cycle, your metab- so that's your, uh, your follicular and your ovulatory phases. After you're done bleeding, we're talking about the first half of your cycle. In the first half, your metabolism is slower. You can and should eat fewer calories. You can eat lighter. You can eat lower fat. In fact, in the book, there's a food chart in chapter four, the famous flow food chart. There's a really cute couple. Um, they've, they've been very popular on Instagram, and I think they made the rounds on a few talk shows. The husband secretly printed out this food chart, and he was been making recipes for his wife who has PCOS secretly, and they just got pregnant super exciting because she didn't have her period and she had all these problems. So he was making all the recipes from the book and from the food chart. And lo and behold, just because of course it works, (laughs) you know, she got her period back and and now is expecting. At least two of us have watery eyes right now. I know. I totally do. It's so, so, and I love that because I love seeing a man uh, supporting a woman's hormones because I will tell you when I go and speak in mixed gender audiences, it's the guys who are in relationships with women. They really come and like steal all the books first. (laughs) They're like, I want the answer. I know that there's a pattern because there's a pattern for me. I get all the right biohacking information and I do feel better. Why isn't there something for my girlfriend or my wife or my female partner where there's a, there's a recipe for her success. And so the, in the flow book is really that recipe for success. So I am clearly some version of perimenopausal. And so my period is so unpredictable. I couldn't actually tell you where I am in a cycle. So how it, do you address How that work for that? Yeah, yeah. there's an in, there's a section on what do I do if my cycle's irregular and and perimenopause, and so you're in a situation now where you would need to actually be tracking some basal body temperature, right? Because there are parts of perimenopause, the second half, right, was I approximately forty five till the last bleed, right? Um, that you're going to be irregularly cycling, but on occasion you will be ovulating, right? So tracking your basal body temperature is a really useful thing for you to be doing because you'll know when to expect a bleed, right? Because if you have an ovulation surge, temperature surge, you should have a little bleed. It might be lighter. Some women find that they have heavier bleeds when their bleed does come back, even though it's irregular. So for the months where you have the cycle cycling, you would be doing the cycle syncing method. On the months where you're kind of not having any pop in terms of your hormones, right? You would be doing more intermittent fasting and more strength training. And this will help you optimize your weight and maintain at or rather avoid hot flashes and night sweats and mood swings and keep you feeling really good and buoyant. So it's just about tracking. And then once you do have your last period, and you're, you're, uh, you know, you the only way you'll know that, of course, is 12 months later. Um, then you would move into a state where you're doing really a focus on intermittent fasting, more ketosis, right? You could get yourself a nice um, continuous glucose monitor if you haven't tried that already and figure out what foods really keep your blood sugar stable. And all of that stuff is really going to help mitigate um, your symptoms and keep you feeling fantastic as you move into that next chapter. As you're in, but, but the, and at that point, your infradian rhythm has now gone back to your prepubescent, which is you know your equivalent to not having one at that point. I love the idea of all this biohacking. I think it's fascinating, and just talking about optimizing your body. So you talk in your books about optimizing sex and relationships and work and motherhood. So how can we really leverage the infradian clock? help with all of that? Like, is there, can you just get into like some actionable things people can do and really look out for at home? 
Absolutely. So, you know, I think what's exciting is for people to understand that they have creative advantages cognitively through each of these four phases. And I do want to circle back and finish the conversation on your metabolism because that is like so important for us to know with food and fitness. But cognitively, you have these creative advantages. So when ovulation is surging, for example, during estrogen, it's the most estrogen you're going to have circulating in your brain throughout the month. And it's a peak few days. This actually has been shown to stimulate the verbal and social centers of your brain maximally. So it's only logical that you would choose things, whether that be with motherhood or your relationship or work that allow you to engage that creative advantage, right? So that could look like going on a first date, could be um, doing something social with your friends, kids, and parents community. It could look like giving a presentation. It could look like negotiating for a raise. It could look like a lot of different things, but it's anything that could really take full advantage of your verbal and social skill set because it's heightened at that time. And this applies, of course, to each of the four phases. And I have outlined in every chapter, there's a chapter on biohacking your orgasm because your sexual response, for example, isn't even the same throughout the month. And we really beat ourselves up as women like, oh, what's wrong with me that I'm not in the mood or ready to go instantly? Well, it depends on which phase of the cycle we're talking about. You know, if we're talking ovulation, then yes, you will feel that. But if we're talking the luteal phase, you're going to need more foreplay. And that's all broken down into a chart for you so that there's no more guessing. This is one of the favorite features of the MyFlow app. So I built an app a couple of years ago. It's the top paid period app on iTunes health and fitness category. And it, it, there's, a, there's something called partner syncs. You drop in your partner's email address and they will get a little hormonal dossier for each <gasps> week that Doing you're in. That. And Love it'll tell that. them like which foreplay they need to bring to the party oh that God. day or That's that week. That's amazing. What, Genius. What, like, for example, it used to drive me crazy before I built this app and put my husband's information in it. I was like, honey, I know you want to see friends, but I'm in my uh, luteal phase and this has me not interested in socializing as much. If you had asked me last week, I would have loved to have gone, but this week I really want to stay in and get some other things done. Why? Because I'm having a flood of progesterone in my brain and it makes me, it, it, it allows me to focus and like get things done. Like that's all I want to do is like finish projects, get things done, do that kind of stuff. Is there like a flood of progesterone in the nesting period of pregnancy? Second like trimester. <laughs> right. And so a lot of women in their second trimester, they feel like they just like they'll get so much done, whether that be around setting up the nursery or if they're working. Like, I mean, in my in my pregnancy, my second trimester, I wrote a book proposal. Like, you know, just whatever your whatever your thing is, that progesterone is a powerhouse. It keeps you calm. So it keeps your mood really stable and it helps you focus. So it's like natural, you know, uh, nootropics. And you have that for 10 to 12 days out of the month because that's how long the luteal phase is. But it also makes you a little less interested in going out and socializing. Now, of course, you can socialize at any time, but it there's a an opportunity cost, right? You'll have less time to focus on the things you want and the energy that it, you have to put out to socialize is going to be a little bit more draining. So you can do it. You just have to compensate with a little more self-care. So it's fine. But anyway, now my husband knows when to approach. Of course, this will have to be like post-COVID reality. But in the pre-COVID world, he would know, okay, he would get his little update from the MyFlow app and he would know, okay, this week we're going to go out and have dinner with another couple 
And next week, I'm going to suggest that we stay home and I'll cook dinner and we'll like Netflix and chill, right? And so, and it, what what that does in a relationship, of course, is it reduces friction so dramatically because now your partner knows what he or she can do to win with you, right? To meet your needs. And then you feel like you're psychically, even though it's not, getting your needs met. And it's like happy. And that's just on the socializing side of things. Imagine once you're able to biohack the sexual response side of things, right? In the relationship. So that's all in one of the chapters, the motherhood piece, everything's outlined. Like there's some days where you're in the mood to do a dance break. And there's some days where you are not. And you should not feel guilty about which day it is. It's just factual based on this infradian pattern. And so you can plan out what kind of mothering activities you're going to be engaging in week over week throughout the cycle so that you don't burn out and you drop these expectations of like the perfect mother energy every single day. Um, And listen, I'm an extremely ambitious type A person. So this actually really helps me not to overcommit because I have the whole month to get everything done I would like to do, but I spread it out. Brilliant, wise words. Thank you so much. <laughs> let me, circle back. Let me yeah. circle back to the metabolism piece just really quickly, because a lot of women find this really liberating. So as I said, in the first half of your cycle, your metabolism is slower. In the second half, the luteal phase, the metabolism speeds up. And studies show you need 279 more calories per day. Hold on. If you don't eat them, what will happen to your body? You're going to go into starvation mode. You're going to hold on to fat. That's just in the short term. And then long term, this can cause weight, weight management issues, right? So you have, to, you have to shift your caloric intake as this infradian rhythm has an impact on your met- metabolic speed throughout the month. It changes. That's so this, a lot. That's a big difference. It, wow. It is. And if you and, and this is a thing that's frustrating because you know every single diet you've ever been told to do is the same caloric value every day. And what is so hard for women to do? Stick to diets. Why? Well, it's not because you lack willpower my loves. No, no. It's because your infradian rhythm is shifting your metabolism and you are legitimately hungrier and need more calories so to I optimally to ask function, about to that. keep your blood sugar stable. The, do you think that someone who's actually in tune with her body, because I've actually been noticing recently, like at different days, different, you know, like different, whatever time periods, like, like well, I'm really hungry, but I don't usually eat right now. Like, you know, so do you think that someone who is in tune with their body can just intuit that? Or do they actually have to know what phase they're in? I think the challenge is that because we've been deprived of the correct education about how our biology actually works, you don't trust your intuition. Because Heidi, when you're hungrier and you don't normally eat that time, do you actually eat? Oh, I do. Well, that's good. I'm you're, healing, so I'm going to do whatever my body you're gonna do it. right that's now. Good. But <laughs> most of us wouldn't. Most of us would just be like, I have to power through, let me get a cup yeah, of coffee. And former versions of me wouldn't have. That's right. And so that's the point. The point is because we don't understand our biology, we don't trust it and we don't trust ourselves. So yes, I do hear from women all the time once I map this out for them, like, oh yeah, I feel this regularly, like this exact pattern you're talking about, but I just have never listened to it or supported it because I thought it meant something was wrong with me because the diets I've been told to follow say that I should be eating the same every day. It's so 
damaging physically, but also psychologically in terms of our relationship to ourselves. And of course, does not help us achieve our health goals. So from here on out, now that you've heard the good news about the infradian rhythm, you got to change your caloric levels based on which phase of the cycle you're in. And then this is the other thing that they mentioned, the women's soccer team. Studies are very conclusive. Working out, like this idea that you would do the same workout every day to achieve your goals is no good and is outdated information. The latest and greatest is first half of the cycle, you can do high intense cardio, hit workouts, you know, I don't know, whatever group classes, go nuts. Once you're in the luteal phase and your metabolism has sped up, resting cortisol levels are also higher. And so you must not do hit workouts. Must not. What if you have a championship shocker game? <laughs> <laughs> this is about training. This oh, is about okay. training, right? Of course, if you have some episodic thing like a championship soccer game or the marathon or whatever, you can rise to the occasion, especially if you've been training and supporting this, this effect in the body, the infradian effect in the body, because you're reducing stress overall, right? But for the average person who's just looking to maintain good fitness, right? You don't want to do HIIT workouts in the luteal phase because the research shows that it, ready, turns on muscle wasting and turns on fat storage. That's so awful. if you do the same workouts that you were doing I in the first half of the cycle- I wish everybody could see our faces right now. <laughs> I know. It's like a, every woman has the same response, like, what? I can't believe I've been, no wonder. It's like a what? And then a no wonder this is, ne I've not yet ever been able to achieve my desired fitness goals because what you're essentially doing and have been doing all this time is creating positive momentum in the first half and then undoing it in the second half every single month. So well, you might take two steps forward, then you take two steps back. The problem is when you couple that with the improper diet, right? then we're now having a snowball compounding effect where you can actually gain weight. I first encountered this phenomenon years ago in my practice where women were training for like triathlons as a way to get fit. That was a trend like 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. And women would come to me after having trained, gained, having gained 20 pounds. And they were legitimately confused. I ate what my coach told me to eat. I have been swimming, biking, and running five miles a day for like three months. How is this possible? This is possible because when you do not modulate your caloric intake and your workout intensity with your biology as a female in your reproductive years, you will disrupt it pretty dramatically and have these outcomes that you don't want. So let's not have those outcomes. Let's everybody buy flow living. In the flow. In the flow. <laughs> Sorry, in the flow. Flow living is the app. The flow living is the website. The website. Flow living is the Sorry. hormonal health so we, center. Actually, let's. This is a great way to wrap this up. Sorry. Um, let's please break down all of your platforms for so us. You can get the books on Amazon or wherever books are sold in the flow and woman code. And if you can't wait like a hot minute to start dealing with your infradian rhythm, you can go to intheflowbook.com and download some free resources there. If you are having issues with your hormones of any sort, you can come to the hormonal healthcare platform called Flow Living, and that's flowliving.com. Um, if you want to download the app, it's myflowtracker.com, M-Y-F-L-O, tracker.com. You can follow me on Instagram at um, flowliving and at alisa.vidi. And because I know so many of you need so much support with 
your infradian rhythm. For your listeners, if you go to flowliving.com forward slash gifts, you can get a free month to our cycle syncing membership where you get recipes, grocery lists, workout videos, everything tailored to each phase of your cycle. You're going to get our cycle syncing quick start guide um, and our four-day hormone detox and supplement guide. And those are all free gifts just because I really am excited about a world in which women are actually biohacking correctly, taking care of their hormones the way they need to be. Because can you imagine if women had the full arsenal of like inner fuel to do the things that they wanted to do in their lives? I mean, the world would be a transformed environment. And that's something I'm very interested in supporting. Well, thank you. That You're sounds, welcome. Sounds like a dream world to me. And so um, I just downloaded so the app like while I'm, I'm, I've got it. <laughs> but you see why it's like a dyslexic person's issue. I'm like flow living in the flow. <laughs> um, but I love all of them. And thank you so much for your generosity with all of your gifts. But oh, I still pleasure. think everybody should still order. <laughs> and also, um, we have one more thing before we let you go, because we know your time is so precious. We ask, actually, Megan, do you want to announce our last So we do this segment? thing called Karma Call. <laughs> I love the way Megan says it. Sounds like fun. Yes. But <laughs> well, the, the way she said it sounds like fun. It can well, be horrible. Fun filter everything. <laughs> Super fun. Megan finds the yay in every day, okay? Um, <laughs> oh, my God. I love that. <laughs> but karma is a Sanskrit word for action. Mm. So we ask all of our amazing guests you what is one small actionable item that our listeners could try out for a short period of time that might yield a very large result so small action large result could be drinking water every morning track your cycle if you track your cycle your symptoms how you feel your hunger levels your energy levels if you just get to know that and it'll just take you one month that will change your entire relationship with yourself, with your productivity, with um, your health, and will change the trajectory of your future, period. Pun always, intended. Always, always pun intended. <laughs> pun intended. Well, that was a great way to end. And what a great call to action for everybody. I know that I'm going to be tracking going forward. I never even thought to do that. And you've given us a lot to think about today. So thank you so much. Thanks for having me, ladies. Yeah, we can't wait to follow you in your journey and follow you on social media. And we know everybody at home will too. Elisa Vita has left the chat. Guys, okay, wait. First of all, I didn't, I've been doing it all wrong. I've been doing everything wrong. <laughs> she just literally, to say that like my mind is blown is the understatement. But also I feel like I'm like, oh my God, that makes so much sense, right? Like there's months where I'm like doing all the right things and I'm just like tired and bloated. My workout seems so hard and I'm like, why am I hanging on to weight? And then there's months where everything seems so easy and I'm like, this was probably what was going on. Yeah, I mean, like, I also kind of feel like she lifted a veil for me. And I, I'm somebody who looks at medical research all the time, because I used to like translate that for Shape Magazine. They'd give me the studies and I would like make it digestible for people, you know. And I feel like I've been lied to this whole time <laughs> that every single study is about men and postmenopausal women. So it doesn't even apply to us for the last couple decades. Like, I, I'm, up, I'm upset. <laughs> I, I was like legit downloading the app as yeah. we were interviewed. I'm, I feel like this could solve all my problems. My sister totally. acne, my, Let's I, do I, it I together. Keep, 
I, to me, I mean, I keep saying it's 46. That's why I'm gaining weight and I'm breaking out and it's perimenopause. It's like, nope, maybe I just need to get a hold of my infradium. Infradian? Infradian rhythm. rhythm. I, I also really am going to say, like, I love the part about the, the partner thing yes. because it also gives so much. I was literally just talking to my husband about this last night. Like, it's you feel like a failure because you feel like, oh, my God. Well, except for you, Megan. I know you're just like yeah, Miss Hotstrap. But I'm like, <laughs> you know, it's like there's times when I'm like, you know, because I love my husband and I love like being intimate. But there's also times when I'm just like. I am not the spicy little meatball that I was 10 years ago. Like, what gives? It's so frustrating. Spicy little meatball. You know, my um, plant-based meatball. You know, I'm I have... not the spicy little plant-based meatball. <laughs> <laughs> you, feel, you feel like a failure. But, like, no, it really does give purpose. And, like, and it, and it makes you feel not crazy. Well, even though there's days where like, wow, I just want to go for a solo run. And then there are those days where I'm like, I am craving community. I just want to be in an AKT class. It must have to do with my infradian rhythm. Yeah. Why not? And look, here's the deal. Like things that are hard and things that you can't actually physically see, people tend to just they just, you know, they they yeah, they wave their hand at it. Ah, that's not real. You know what? Look, James, this is this pimple's real. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but like, but like, take it for what it's worth. Biohacking is real, and if you want to feel your best and optimize your health and your work and your sex life and your creativity, there is science there to help you and apps to help you. And yeah, it takes a little bit of tracking and work on the front end. But I think this is brilliant. I think well, I'm going to find those 279 calories. I mean, I'm like, <laughs> hello. Amen. I okay. love how much this is like whole circle to so many people that we've interviewed that keep saying, and I feel like the repetitive message with so many wellness leaders is you have no idea how amazing your body was designed to feel. And Jane, I think the key word that you just said was optimizing because it's all there. We have all the tools. We have all the resources if we use them, but we actually have to choose to use them to optimize and to feel our best. And I just love knowing that we have the tools. Me too. And I just, I get this question from like my clients, from my big ask clients all the time. I just got one like an hour ago. She like, one of them, she just always is sending me things. She's like trying to like hack the system. Like she wants to make like mac and cheese healthy. She just can't. And like, so she sent me like this one new thing that's like, it added protein and fiber. And she's like, so is this good for you? And I'm like, you, ha you guys have to just think, stop thinking that the word good for you is a catch-all. What does that mean? Is it good? You, nothing's just across the board good for you. They've added some better for you ingredients. There's some functionality in it. But if your goal is weight loss, if your goal is reducing sodium and eating lighter. And so like my point is, there is not one answer for everybody. Is intermittent fasting good for you? Maybe sometimes certain not days of the if month. You are uh... right, but like is keep. But that like fascinating. Yeah, but yeah. Megan, I felt like you probably liked the end of her statement, which was mm -hmm. like, oh, maybe like you know, keto is good. For so like yeah. maybe it's not good for me, but it's good for you. So like the point is with all yeah, the like, it's good for you in the beginning of the around. month, but not the end of the month. Yeah, like, but with all the experts that we ask questions to, and we say, well, okay, can you give us the definitive answer? How? how many hours should I sleep? It, should I intermittent fast? Should I do keto? The answer is it varies for everyone and it might even vary day to day. So you have to be aware. 
Yeah, but that's but I love that there are like a set of like I hate to use the word rules, but like guidelines for different phases of your life and different phases of your cycle. So that even though it's nothing is ever one size fits all, at least you know sort of parameters that help you and then you can find yourself within those parameters. I love it. Well, that's a good place for us to end. Find yourself within the parameters, people. Go <laughs> download uh, Flow Living. By the way, it's F-L-O, just in case so everybody's no understanding. Um, and go check out uh, Elisa Vitti everywhere that she is on social and on her website because she's a fascinating, fascinating person with some great information. We hope everyone got a lot out of today. We, I know that we did. Don't forget to follow us, please, on the gram. We love to hear from you. We are off the gram podcast over there on Instagram. And don't forget to subscribe to our show so you never miss an episode. We'll see you next time.